The information provided on the Finesse Your Money podcast is not intended to constitute legal, business, financial or other professional or product advice. It is provided as general information only and is not intended as a substitute for personal advice from a qualified and licensed professional who is familiar with the facts of your particular circumstances. Ever asked yourself where your money is going? It's a common problem for businesses and people personally. Is it dumb luck to be successful with money? Or is it the smartest and most successful businesses and people that plan and understand the value and purpose of money across generations? Is your money out of control or needing some finessing? In the third season of Finesse Your Money, the theme is more than money. We're talking all things money with our inspirational guests. But we go beyond that to explore creating a legacy beyond wealth, success and stewardship among families, the energy and purpose of money, well-being and wealth, relationships and money, connection, being intentional and values. Listen in to hear some excellent tips from our guests and set yourself up for a bright, happy future with a stronger sense of purpose around money. Get ready to be inspired. I'm Janine Wilson, the host of Finesse Your Money. I've been a financial advisor for 10 years and an accountant beforehand for, well, many more years. I'm the founder of Finesse Financial Advisors. Hi, you're listening to Finesse Your Money. I'm Janine Wilson. Welcome to today's discussion. The theme this season is more than money. And today I'm speaking with a dynamic woman who has rebuilt from the ground up. My guest is Shah Moore. Let me introduce you to Shah. She's a multi-international award-winning mentor, author, international keynote speaker, founder of Y Magazine and the global movement Feminescence. There's something really powerful about Shah, known as the Y Woman. She has dedicated her life to helping women realise their innate abilities so they can overcome the obstacles that would otherwise stand in the way of their success. Her proudest moments are when she profiles women in her national magazine, Y Mag, and Feminescence, allowing them to gain the brand recognition that they deserve. She turns your one-day author dreams to today through her publishing company, Sharani's Publishing House. As a sought-after business mentor, keynote speaker, magazine publisher, wife, mum and nanny, Shah's life is overflowing with abundance, happiness and purpose, a woman truly living her why. Welcome to you, Shah. It's great to share this time with you and our listeners will certainly get a lot out of today's chat. Thank you so much, Janine. I love that intro. It makes me sit there and go, now I know why I feel so tired all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what businesswoman who's upwardly mobile doesn't feel that way? <laughs> oh, I love it. I will tell you that she gets the greatest joy when women finally see themselves through her eyes. A fun fact Mm. She loves to laugh and crack all her friends up. There was a bit more detail there, but I'm going to hold that one back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's good. So today, Shah's giving listeners free access to the Feminescence Movement Group where they can have access to her fem files valued at over $200 a month. So how do you access that offer, Shah? Uh, so people can just go onto Facebook and search Feminescence and they'll find the Feminescence Movement Group so they can request to join and then they'll have access to all of that content. Awesome. So tell me more about your businesses and what it is that you do. Thank you, uh, Janine. So look, I guess essentially what we do is we help women 
shine the light on what they do and stop being a best kept secret. So many women that we deal with in business uh, love to fly under the radar. And I have endless conversations every week with women all over Australia and have done for many, many years. And uh, one of the things I find really interesting is that so many women say, oh, Sha, no, I haven't done enough uh, to be profiled. I don't have a story. Uh, who would want to read about me in your national magazine? Uh, no, no, give that spot to someone else. And I just think it's time that women step up and realise that they are enough. They're more than enough. Their story matters. They do actually have a story and a book in them. Uh, so we published YMAG and uh, we started actually with YMAG eight years ago. And just to give a little backstory, Janine, on how that happened, because I'm not actually from the publishing industry. Uh, I was facing bankruptcy after the Queensland floods and we had two retail businesses in the bayside of Brisbane. And the floods came through and washed the road out that, that took people to the point. And that was the only reason you really came to this village. And so here I am facing bankruptcy after running a thriving business going, I didn't do anything here, you know, what happened to my world? I spent hours devouring the newsstands in the local news agency and what was fascinating was I walked out of there so deflated. We'd been out of the country prior to that for eight years living in the Middle East and, and Thailand running day spas and hotel spas and I didn't realise how bad magazines had gotten in Australia. And I walked out of there and I thought, what are the professional women in Australia reading? Because everything I found was gossip, diets, crosswords, fashion, the latest celebrity news of who slept with who or who they're telling us of doing what when it's all fabricated. And I got, I got really angry, to be honest, Janine, and I said, this is quite insulting for women in business and women in, in life who who want to matter, they want to make a difference in the world, where are they going to for their knowledge or inspiration? So I literally walked out and I did the whole Gandhi quote, be the change you want to see in the world, sure, I'm like, radio, how do I do that? I don't have experience. But I said, and I publicly shouted it out on social media, that I'm going to start a women's empowerment magazine called YMAG. We are going to focus on why women do what they do and then we'll share what they do. The world goes out there full force in everything they do, even networking events saying, what I do is this, what I do, don't tell me your what until you tell me your why. And that's how I got dubbed as the why woman because I'd front up to networking groups and I'd bold right in and uh, I'd say, hi, I'm Shah. Why do you do what you do, Janine? And they'd be like, oh, she doesn't even know me. She's gone straight into my underwear drawer. Like, what's going on here? And it was fascinating because these women were sitting there and they were, they were taking a breath and they just got straight out of their pitch that was so ready in their head to just deliver to me. And they jumped into their heart and they said, Shah, you know what? I've been a mortgage broker and this is why. And I'm like, wow, there's something powerful in this. I shifted people. And so that led to me starting a business networking group called Why Network. And we would literally gather and we ran over 400 events in four years on the east coast of Australia and we had 10 chapters monthly, um, running monthly. And uh, it was brilliant because women were coming together to connect with their heart and then their head. So the brands kind of went from there. YMAG started as a digital magazine and then our readers loved it so much they crowdfunded us and took us from a digital product to a printed product. So we then became a printed national magazine sold in newsagents, Qantas lounges and hotels. And uh, that cycle has just come to an end at the end of September this in 2020. And uh, so now on the journey of 
after eight years of having that why conversation and getting people to really understand they're not in a dream, that this is their life. Why are they here? What's their purpose? What's their imprint? What's their footprint? Or what I like to call when I speak on stage, your soul's fingerprint. That's so unique to you and you only have it. Uh, I then thought it'd be really nice to help women unleash their feminescence, their true essence of who they are. And that's something that I feel we've lost along the way. A lot of women have stepped into their masculine and that's okay. We definitely need both energies, but we've gone a little too far, in my opinion. So we want to help women come back to their feminescence, Janine. A few things I noticed there really resonated with me, Sharon. I'm sure my listeners are, I, I think I've got four books in me and I've written one, but it's been sitting on the shelf unfinished now because I've got to do the edits for the last, I don't know, six or eight months. So you <laughs> prompted me to do something about it but you know Christmas coming <laughs> yes well we can help with that <laughs> and you're absolutely right that you know it really is um, I'm seeing a lot more people talking and particularly women in business that I gather with as well talking and speaking from their heart a lot more I mean I, I have an executive business coach and my listeners will know this but I often speak about the fact that I used to feel like I'd put on my black and white pinstripe armor <laughs> to go into exactly. battle at the office every day and you know just you know I just love this whole notion of this new lifestyle kind of business and and you know really leading from your heart <laughs> yeah I think it's time I think Janine it's it's if, if 2020 has taught us anything or certainly it's taught me and a lot of people in my networks is that we really needed to get to get back to self we have given ourselves to so many people that we had nothing left for ourselves. We also started to just play the game, chase the dollar, chase the dream, chase the biggest, shiniest, newest thing. Don't get me wrong. I love bling, clearly, and I love nice things in life. I also love to give back and make a dent and make a difference and to be remembered if I did pass away tomorrow that she was out there really helping women stand up and be visible uh, through our publishing. So I think 2020 has really shown a lot of people and really made them ask the question, what's important? What really matters? And I think a lot of women right now are thinking, well, they matter. <laughs> exactly. They put themselves on the bottom of the, the ladder and they've done that to themselves. And it's great to be a great mum, wife, nanny, you know, I am all those things. I matter too. And uh, it, you get to a point, I think, in your life where you start to go, it's okay for it to be my turn my oxygen mask first yeah and, and that's right and I think a, a lot of women I speak to are really facing health issues and you know just really taking a step back taking pause realizing that they matter and that their health has to come first or you know whatever that they have to prioritize themselves because they've given too much potentially so you know these are the important conversations and I'm really glad that they're getting a lot more airtime so the theme of this season is more than money, Shah. So what does that mean to you and how does that translate to how you work with your clients and the whole feminescence movement that you've created? Great question, Janine. And I've always believed that there is so much more to life than just money. And I also want to add to that that women need to allow money to flow into their life. They have a lot of blocks around money. And I love money. I love what money does. I love how it feels when I have it. I love how it feels when I give it. I'm old fashioned. So I know people won't be able to see this, but I still write checks to people and I put them in beautiful handcrafted cards and post them out to people who refer business to us. And I love giving it. I love, I love the celebration of that. I think, again, a lot of us have, have slipped into this 
false mindset of chase the dollar, what's a new shiny object, which I touched on before. What if there was more to life than that? What if we could ask the question before our feet touch the ground every morning when we get out of bed, which is a habit or ritual I do all the time now, what difference can I make today to one person? And if we get up and just have that mindset, some people get up and want to change the world, and I love that, and I have been that person. Now I just want to shift one life every day. If we did that in the whole planet, everyone got up and did that. Can you imagine the world that we would live in? Mm. And I guess with the feminescence movement and how that ties into that, the movement grew out at a very, it came to us at a very, very difficult time for us as a family. And only a few months ago, and I was sitting there and it was like that 2, 3 a.m. in the morning knock on the forehead for me. It was like someone just landed into my lap and just gave me this movement. And the, the pace that it's running at is amazing, which means to me that it's not about the money. It is about the movement of women gathering together unapologetically, confidently and gracefully. And together we will create change because when we all stand in our own feminescence, we don't need to compete or compare to the person next to us. So money doesn't really factor into that. Yes, we have a business. Yes, we have a feminescence magazine. We're launching Unlock Your Feminescence Code as a book next year with 20 women. Of course, there's money and business around that. That's not what matters though. It's the people who will buy the magazine in, in a remote, remote town in Australia who will walk in and see this beautiful gold-foiled black and white cover. Uh, it will just call them. And one story in there of one of the women we profile will matter to that woman. And life and business, I believe, are way more than money. So how important has it been to create and, and for people to join that movement? I mean, what impact do you see in the future and life as we know it? The impact of this movement, I, I actually can't even predict. I've never been one for business plans and, and I know someone like yourself probably does a lot of planning and structure, which is great, but I honestly can say I am a very intuitive business owner. And uh, when I even launched this brand, I put a call out and 111 women came forward to be part of our launch team. They didn't even know what they were getting into they just said yes and on the 11th of September at 11 11 a.m we all launched the brand together rather than me just doing a post going oh look what I'm doing now uh, this is a movement that's bigger than us so I feel that being part of something that's bigger than you allows you to one find your your tribe your vibe does equal your tribe and also find your community i feel that women are lost so many women are lost they feel like they're doing this life thing by themselves and i just want to tell you if you're listening to this you're not alone there is a tribe or a movement or a group out there for you they're waiting for you and they will scoop you up and all your values and be there on your good days to celebrate but also be there on the days that aren't so good so I feel that it's really important uh, as, as a brand, as a feminescence movement, to be there for all walks of life. We've got 12 countries. We grew to 1,009 members in a week. Like I couldn't even project where this would go when we launch our first magazine on the 8th of March on International Women's Day next year. I don't even want to say because I thought we might get 100 members in a week. We've got 1,000. So I don't know what it will be in March next year. I just know that the right women will find us and the right women will be part of it. 
I think, you know, many women I speak to, Shah, um, feel isolated and lonely, even if they're in relationships or they're in businesses or, you know, it, it can be, you know, modern day life can be quite isolating. So I think people are looking for more. They are looking mm -hmm. for that movement. And, you know, certainly one of the things that I do is give back a lot to the community as well through um, a movement B1G1. So, you know, buy one, give one. Yes, yes. And, you know, I just find it really rewarding to me. So I think that women are looking for a lot more and that, you know, joining a movement of some kind, as you say, find their vibe and their tribe can really make a difference to feeling fulfilled. And certainly in a year where, you know, such um, isolation has, you know, in my opinion and my observation caused a lot more connection. Which is absolutely, fun. absolutely. We are we we're so called in this very high digital connected society. I think we're even more disconnected than we've ever been. And uh, you know, podcast shows like yours that tap into deeper, meaningful conversations, movements like ours with feminescence—they're the things that I think women are craving. They want to feel like they're being heard, but they're also they've got people who think and feel the same way as them. So, speaking of which, is purpose, well-being, and connection—you know—people enjoying their lives, shining brightly, and reaching their highest potential more important than money? I believe so. I believe that we're here to make a difference. We're here to matter. When we die, we don't take the money with us. Yes, it provides a nice lifestyle. And I've had many times with and many times without. And I went broke to BMW after the Queensland floods and that journey was difficult. However, the purpose of me being here and knowing my why, my well-being and, you know, connection to so many people that I've met, I can now look back and finally, and I have been doing this for a number of years now, be grateful for that period of life uh, that I was going through and that, that difficult time because it opened up doors. I wouldn't have walked into a news agent. I wouldn't have started YMAG that's led now to the feminescence movement. I wouldn't have started the group. There's so many blessings that came out of that dark low time that were all money linked because it was all the difficulty around that money situation. So if you just had money and didn't have any purpose or well-being or connections, what are you doing it for? I think the money follows, you know, if you lead. Oh, it does. <laughs> you lead with Absolutely. <laughs> and you stop chasing it. it. It stops running from you. If you lead with the heart and have an amazing community around you and you've got, your, you know, your why, your purpose, you're making a difference, it just flows naturally. It certainly does. So tell us about the why formula. So the Y formula, uh, after the, the Broke to BMW journey, I was asked to be a mentor and I started mentoring women in business. And I realised over many years of mentoring hundreds of women that I had this particular formula that I was following that started with the Y. So the Y formula is around the key pillars to business success. And I believe there's the four basic ones. And we go really deep into all of these in some of the programs I used to run. The first one has to be your why. If people don't know why they're in business and why they're doing what they're doing and how can they connect to their brand message, to their brand voice. So they need to know the why, which is the first pillar. The second thing is the who. Some people think and say to me, Shah, my product is, is suitable for everyone on the planet. Well, that's just a recipe for disaster because it's not and you're not. There's some people out there who I'm not their cup of chai and that's 
so cool and there's people out there that can't live without me and I know who my audience is and I know the age group and the style and often they're similar women to me maybe just a few years before so defining your who your avatar ideal client is so so important and the third pillar is the what what product or service what price point what packages are you going to offer and we can't do the what Janine until we know who we're doing it for because I've often found I've taken clients on board that were charging, say, $87 an hour, but their clients they were attracting were wanting to pay $297 an hour. And they keep saying, I can't get business and you want me to triple my pricing? I'm like, yes, trust me. And sure enough, next day, their business is off and flowing because they've trusted the process. So we can't do the what until we know the who and we can't do the who until we know the why. And the last piece of the why formula is, is the how. How do we profile you? How do we position you? How do we get you out there as an expert in your field? It's so important. And how to market yourself, which platform? There's so many and they're quite confusing. Some people are better on LinkedIn, some are better on Facebook, Twitter, etc. So the how is kind of the last pillar. And like a chair, it's best with four legs. So the why formula is really stable and works well when we follow and trust the process. I couldn't agree with you more, Shah. I know when I did a lot of work on myself and my business, you know, in the last two years, it really started to flow when I worked out that the people I really wanted to be working with were women who were going through some sort of life transition, you know, separation or divorce or loss of a partner or even, you know, having to retire early because of health or, or whatever the reason was, that they were really the people that I felt most fulfilled when working with. And so, you know, what values do you think that successful people hold? And are you able to pinpoint a few of the key ones? Or is that you know, original or unique mix of X, Y and Z for each, you know, person? You know, what angle that brings success? I think success, and again, the definition of success, Janine, is so different to everyone. If we were to ask everyone on a post that listens to your show what their definition of success is, it would be different. So I think that's the key thing to remember as well, Janine, that we're not comparing apples with apples mm. because my success is a healthy, happy family, you know, to not want for anything and there's a number of things. So money is kind of in there but it's not the top. Uh, so some people's success is by the materialistic shiny things and that's absolutely fine. So the values that the successful people hold, the ones that I know that thrive in life, their values is about uh, integrity, relationships, connections, their tribe, making a difference. They, they need to know that they matter. They want to know that they're heard. I believe that those sort of core ingredients, I think really when you boil it down, it's actually, I believe it's, it's about being a genuinely great and amazing human being. You know, be there when others need you. It doesn't always need to be. I've had so many phone calls and like you giving back within my business community of women who just need a good kick up the backside with some mindset shifts. They know the business stuff and the strategy stuff. They've just dropped the ball. They may have had a few no's in a row and they've just dropped to the floor. So I think that success and the values around that come back to how would you like to be treated and then treat others the same way? I think that's my bottom line always, Shara, is, you know, being human. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we ask our clients how we can support them and we bring lots of expertise and resources um, to bring their dreams to life so that they can actually build a blueprint for their future free from money worries. So tell us what excites you about working with your clients and what it is that you bring to the table, you know, your secret sauce, if you like. 
Yes, definitely. So I, I'm not mentoring as much anymore. I'm doing sort of six-week breakthrough programs because I find the results I get from that. Now I'm an NLP practitioner and timeline therapy uh, practitioner. I find that that six-week short, sharp, let's get in, clear everything so that you can fly works really well. One of the things that I love around that is pushing people to where I see they can be. So many people get stuck within their own. It's like their glasses are foggy. And they have looked through them for so long, they can no longer see through them. So one of the things I love being, and I'm a mentor, not a coach, so I never teach or share anything that I haven't personally done myself. No strategies to six and seven figures or six figures in 10 days, which I've done and helped clients. I don't teach anything I haven't done myself or I've helped a client do. And so as a mentor, one of the things I love doing is I only work with people that I can see have the potential because as you know, not everyone's ready to change. Not everyone's willing to do the work. And uh, there's lots of people who talk, the noisy cans that shake, uh, but when it comes down to the crunch, they're not willing to make the changes within themselves or their business to move forward. So I find that working with those people and really pushing them through and reminding them all the way that they're not broken that's the biggest thing that I help my clients with. There's so many people out there saying you're broken, you need my magic pill to fix you. No one's broken. We're all born whole and amazing. And I just remind my clients of that as I guide them through the process that we go through on our programs. Mm. Yeah, I, I love the mentoring part of my job too. So don't forget, listeners, Shara is giving you free access to the Feminescence Movement Group where you'll find access to a Fem Files valued at over $200 a month. You can access the group through Feminescence Movement and page on Facebook. We'll drop the details in the show notes for you. So, Shara, do you ask the tough questions that cause people to, you know, dig deep into their why? And from your experience, are people generally ready to face their troubles and grief? No. <laughs> In short, no, they're not. And yes, I do ask the questions and no, they're not ready. I think, you know, Janine, we've all become, well, I won't say we've all, I won't generalise, and many of us have become very complacent with just wearing the mask and the mask is so firmly fitted to our face that taking it off is quite scary. I talk a lot about not playing on fake book, which is why I think I have a nice tribe of women who love when I share because I am real, authentic and raw. And if it's a bad day, it's a bad day and that's okay. Uh, so I feel that I do ask the hard questions. I meet a lot of women and, and we're running the events, you know, the, the countless women I came across, even speaking on stages, I spoke for P&O cruise ships. I'd often ask everyone who would line up to talk to me afterwards, what's their why? And they would always give me the standard response, you know, I, I, my why and my purpose is for my family and my children. I'm like, no, it's not. And they're like, what do you mean? I love my, I'm fine, love your kids. That's not why you were born. It's not the reason that you were gifted this beautiful experience on, on earth. We all have, I talk about your soul's fingerprint and not everyone's ready to hear it. However, I find that if I can just keep planting the seed, keep having that conversation, keep shifting people just a millimetre from where they are right now to maybe go home and, and think about it tonight and go, hmm, Shah said I'm here for something bigger than my current reality. Okay, if I'm playing small, what else could I be doing? What's the right next move for me? So it's asking some of those better questions because I found a lot of women I've spoken to were playing small until they met me and the ones that were brave enough to be part of our magazine and be profiled and be part of our books are now stepping into places they never saw for themselves because they've just gotten out of their own way and when we step into our why that makes a huge difference and that that's why I, I could do it until the cows come home <laughs> I love it 
I know what you're talking about, Shah, because I find even for myself, you know, even, you know, being very mindful about such things that, you know, women often beat themselves up because they failed at something. But, you know, it's okay to make, you know, five steps forward and one sidewards and slip back a little bit. It's not a failure. It's just, it's just life, you know. Yeah, exactly. But the stronger person, you know, picks up and heads back in the right direction because they know where they're headed, you know, generally. And it's just, it's like sailing uh, who was it? Glenn Carlson in one of my other podcast episodes. It's like sailing across the world. You know, you just got to tack and, and yes. yourself back in that general direction and you'll get there. So exactly. know, falling back isn't a failure. You know, falling back is learning and, and, you know, pick yourself up and move forward again. So I'm really curious if you think wealth is a barrier or an enabler to a meaningful and purposeful life. I actually believe for some people, they actually fear money. They fear success. They fear wealth. They actually don't know what to do with it. And they, ha they don't have the identity of being wealthy. And again, it comes back to, I believe, society, mainstream media, not us, of course, but mainstream media. And the stuff that's printed out there around money and the showy off side of it that then people go, I don't want to be seen as someone who is wealthy because wealthy people are always on the covers of magazines doing terrible things and, you know, ruining lives for others and da 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 And so the stigma around it and the social scenes is around if I'm wealthy, maybe I'll be one of those people. The people I know, and I have some very close friends who are incredibly wealthy, if you can determine that around money, uh, and they're the most humble down-to-earth, generous people I know and they have overcome so much to create what they have. It hasn't been gifted to them and that's fine if it has. Often I've found people who get gifted money or unless they have someone like you to help them navigate it, I think the stat is over 85% of people who win lotto that don't engage someone like yourself. In 12 months later, they're broke and often they're in debt because they didn't have the the wealth identity, so therefore they lost it all and often got into debt, which is astounding. Uh, and they say that with those big wins in the States, those ridiculous amounts of money they're given, that they're 12 months later in jail uh, and it's so broke and none of the family's talking to them. So I think that stigma around that, but I, I'm here to say as well that when you're living your why and you are wealthy, you become this attraction magnet uh, I get people messaging me and inboxing me all the time and I'm not doing anything. I call, I'm not purposely doing anything. It's just I am who I am. And so we can, we can embrace wealth, we can, we can love wealth and we can engage with wealth and we can still be us because at the end of the day, it's printed paper. And when we die, we don't take it with us. Mm. And, you know, I've worked with many wealthy, with very wealthy families. And, you know, one of the key things for those families is that really teaching the younger people to be stewards of that money and, and stewards of the future and, you know, what it means to give back and, you know, those sorts of things. So from your website, I see that you're in favour of giving back, of course, and we've already spoken about that. And you're involved in a fundraising project, Project Rani. What's the significance of Project Rani to you personally? Yeah, Janine, this is a close one to my heart. So my middle name is Rani. It actually means Indian princess. And my personal story is I'm Indian. I was born in Thailand, but at the age of four, I grew up in country Victoria. And at the age of 11 to 15, I was actually betrothed and engaged to a man who was nine years older. And he lived in another country. 
And I had a lot of those uh, childhood or teenage sort of joys and, and things that people take for granted, taken off me. So I always grew up with this mindset of one day I want to make a difference to underprivileged girls in India. And so we had our two boys uh, who are now grown men and uh, I just really wanted to have a daughter and bring her into her world and give her all the opportunities that I feel I didn't get. So we adopted our daughter from India when she was six days old and she's now heading for 17. And uh, Project Rani started, and Rani is also her middle name, uh, it started because Rani we've made to, to stand raising awareness for needs in India. And there's, look, every country has needs and, and I do support local charities as well. However, for me, knowing that just Australian $60 a month can bring a girl in off the streets and the slums and shower her, give her three hot meals a day, clothe her in a school uniform, provide her books and education and we fundraise and support them until they graduate. These girls are going on and, and getting scholarships and they're getting employed by some large American companies as the brains trust for their divisions and these girls came through this project. So Project Rani supports a school in India uh, with 1,500 girls and we often fundraise for this project. And it's something that I feel we ran a wide July a few years ago. So 11 months of the year we earn income for ourselves and our business and our family. And the 12th month we ran wide July and I did a 3,500 kilometre speaking tour, uh, which we drove around and, and towed our caravan. And all the money raised from speaking fees and all the collateral that we sold, all the magazines and jewellery we donated to Project Rani. So I kind of feel like 11 months for us, one month for them, that's a fair deal. <laughs> so I think in terms of giving back, I'm in the why not camp. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I just think if you can do it, and it's amazing when you give how good it feels and then the universe just tends to give you so much more to give away. Yeah. People hang on to it like it's theirs. Money's an energy. And when you can really embrace the flow of someone paying you, you paying someone else, but do it all with a smile and grace because we've created the bills in our life because we've signed up and committed to something. So we shouldn't regret those decisions and let the money flow. And as soon as you lose control and, and just say, it's mine, I'm going to keep it under my pillow, just let it flow and it flows beautifully. Couldn't agree more. So I recently <laughs> read your article, um, The Seven Business Lessons <laughs> I Learned from Growing My First Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's hilarious. That was a few years ago. See, I, I can raise children. I haven't killed any of them, I promise. But plants and I are so not friends. I think the key thing that I forget is that they need water. So when I grew this lemon tree and it sprouted its first lemon, I was beside myself. I just thought I'd conquered Mount Everest. So I realised when I was, when it, and it was delicious, by the way, I think I ate everything, even the skin, I ground the skin into, I wasn't letting any of that go. What I realised were there's some lessons that we can take into business because people expect this microwave business that you wake up and you're a millionaire by Monday, you know, all these get-rich-quick schemes for our work, week, all of this stuff. And I just thought, wouldn't it be nice to share something that was a bit more tangible? So the lessons I learned from growing my lemon um, that we must have a vision. You know, that tree started out and it didn't know that that was possible, but it's a seed was in there somewhere that one day it knew it could grow a lemon, create a lemon. Um, so we must have a vision of what's possible in the future, even when we are just a small tree without any bugs. Number two is I believe we all need a mentor, someone who can see the future and show us what's possible. And for that little lemon, that was me that went out and watered it and kept encouraging it when it was just still in the soil. 
Three, just because we don't see growth and changes, it doesn't mean that they're not taking place because that little lemon was inside there somewhere. Things were happening. I just couldn't see it yet. And I think in business, we often go, oh, I've done this twice now. I've rang seven people and nothing's happened. I'm like, keep going. You know, so that's an important one. Um, four, sometimes when we lose faith and we can't see uh, what our potential it is, we must surround ourselves with others who can. And that's important and that's where that whole you know, your vibe attracts your tribe, being in a community like Feminescence and yours and groups like that where when we can't see what's possible, that lemon tree could stand next to another tree, for example, and go, well, that's full of lemons and so maybe I can do that one day. Good things take time. Success doesn't happen overnight, but be patient, keep believing, and one day you will produce a lemon. Celebrate the small things in life. Yes, it's just a lemon, but it's a, it's a creation of nature and all small things should be celebrated. I had a client the other day who said, I've just sold a $650 package. It's not as good as the other lady who's just sold 6000 I said, stop yourself right there. You sold something. The value of it doesn't matter. She had been in a, in a rut for a while and she'd flicked that energy. So we need to celebrate the small things uh, and enjoy the moment. Often we're so rushed, we don't appreciate how long something has taken to come together. That little tree grew into a tree and then it flowered and then it grew into a lemon and then the lemon grew and we just picked the lemon, eat it, move on next. I savoured that thing. I took photos of it. Uh, it had its own little Instagram tile done up. Like I savoured every drop of that lemon and I didn't want that to go unnoticed. So I think in business, every little win I have a little high five process that I do. I have a little tick sheet with a green. I have two green highlighters and every time anything gets done, I, I green highlight it. It's those little things that equal the big things over time. Mm, absolutely. So um, in business and life, how important is it to be open-minded to new ideas and ways of doing things? I think it's, it's critical and I think there's many, many brands in the past that uh, historically weren't open to it and then they just got shut down because they didn't pivot fast enough. They didn't, they didn't move with the times. One of the great things about being in small business compared to some very big companies is we're that little speedboat beside the big ship. So if we're open to navigating different waters and pivoting and turning and sometimes we need to turn back to go forward and maybe turn back and then take a different path forward, uh, it's like a detour in the road. I think it's critical if you have staunch set plans because you've created this dusty business plan, oh, that's what I said I'd do two years ago, you're, you're literally digging your own grave, in my opinion. And I've been in business 15 years in, in, in two countries and the times that I've reacted um, afterwards and left it too long have hurt me. The times that I've seen things coming and felt into it and trusted and then trusted the process and pivoted have been the times that I've thrived. I think one of my favourite flips is um, you don't want to have a Kodak moment. <laughs> exactly. I know, right? Oh, exactly. Like imagine what they went through. Just they didn't pivot. <laughs> Yeah. had every chance didn't do it I know. <laughs> uh, so have you discovered what really matters most is it personal growth what is it for you what matters most for me is truly honoring my why making a difference uh if your why isn't bigger than your fears then it's not your why it has to be something that when you look at it, go, there's nothing going to stop me from getting that. And that's where a lot of my personal growth has come from because I always try and live up to that expectation that I've placed on myself. 
so I did a process a while back in some training where I had to write a letter as if I'd already made it in the sense of all the things I wanted to achieve. A little bit like an obituary, but not an obituary when you passed away. So it's how I wanted to be known and seen in the world. And it was so powerful. And I often read that. And that's what helps me stay on task and stay focused and, and keep checking in that I am mattering, that I am making a difference. Did I touch someone's life today? So what are three common mistakes that you see people make with their business or their finances? Oh, gosh, common mistakes. I personally feel people don't invest enough in themselves in the early days. Uh, they, they try and do everything. And sometimes, look, I bootstrapped my, my businesses as well. I didn't get any seed funding or investors or loans or I bootstrapped it. And uh, I still found a way to get the things that I needed done done. So I think people try and do it the hard way for far too long. And there's a saying around either invest in a mentor now or invest in it in 12 months with all the lost opportunities, but either way you're going to invest. So the faster that you can invest in someone to guide you, they've got the T-shirt, they've done it. They've got the shortcuts. The faster you can pay someone for their expertise, the faster you'll grow. I think the second thing that people don't do is, unfortunately, when they start a business, they get this ABN and that's it. They don't look into all the things they need to do to protect themselves. And again, I've had client after client who didn't protect themselves by trademarking their brand. They've built a brand, it's gone well, and then someone swooped in and taken it because they weren't protected. So I think that that's a big mistake I've seen a lot of people make. The other one is comparison. The biggest mistake I see startups make, and I had I had a program years ago that I worked with brand new startups, and they were constantly in the group comparing, this person's just done that, should I do that? No. <laughs> when I started the magazine, I had no magazine experience, and I didn't go out and buy every magazine and cut it up and see I want a page like that, let's do this. I literally just did what felt right and worked with my team to get it right. So comparison, you've already, as soon as you compare yourself to anyone, you've put them on a pedestal and you've put yourself on the floor or under the floor. Yeah, I think oftentimes I see, you know, you could struggle in a startup business for five longer years, but, you know, many businesses that are, you know, 10 years old don't exist anymore. There's a exactly. massive percentage of businesses that don't exist after one, two, three, five years. So, you know, um, it's a false economy convincing yourself that you have to do everything and that you're the best person to, to control everything. I think sometimes mm. you've just got to stump up a few dollars and build a team around you quite quickly that can support Absolutely. you. Whenever. So um, great advice. Um, <laughs> So what's one thing our listeners can do right now to help their businesses or themselves personally or financially in the long run? Look, I'd have to say this because the industry I'm in, I truly believe in investing in yourself. One of the best things I did early on in my business was profile myself in the media. And this was back in the Middle East when I have a day spa. And I realised that if I grew my profile and my brand profile, even though it was a budget I didn't really have, it was the absolute catalyst to the success. And then when we got back to Australia, I did the same thing. I invested in media opportunities. I invested in speaking opportunities. I invested in podcast show opportunities where I actually paid to be the guest because uh, back then, no one knew me. Who was this woman? Like I wasn't anything. And I realised that for me to make a difference in someone else's life, I had to be on their radar. You can't be a success and be a best kept secret. So the best thing I would suggest to anyone right now is, is get yourself out there. 
stop trying to compete compete on such a noisy digital social media platform any social media platform you're on you're you're literally only there until someone refreshes the screen or gets sidetracked by the latest pair of shoes or handbags or maybe that's just me i don't know uh but then i end up down this rabbit warren of all these things i've got on my christmas list that i'm sending my kids and uh, whereas if you're in print media or, or, or something credible, it's there in print to hold. That's even the women we've profiled in the last three years in YMAG, all of them have said it was the best thing they ever did because they've got it. They can walk onto a stage. People are still reading it. There's still copies floating around. So invest in yourself, be it a mentor, be it profiling, put your money where your mouth is and back you because trust me, the best return you'll ever get is when you invest in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you've got to raise your profile and raise your influence and be seen to be heard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Especially this day and age. Well, absolutely. And pr print's coming back because people are getting so tired of the digital noise and they actually want to time out. And that's why they crowdfunded us and took us from digital to print. At a time, this was three and a half years ago when a lot of print magazines were closing and going digital. They wanted me to do the opposite. And I thought, why are they saying this? This is crazy. I'm not from the industry and they're wanting me to do something different to big industry makers out there. And I'm glad I trusted it because these were the people that wanted that time out with a good magazine to literally change their life. Yeah. Uh, so we know what we were doing with Feminescence. We're only publishing two publications a year and they were going to be on sale for four months. You can't get traction like that on social media without paying a lot of money and you're competing in a very, very, very big audience. Mm. so where can listeners find you online oh look i'm kind of a social media tart um i do have a brilliant team now that um uh put me on every street corner really so shah Moore, uh i've got instagram pages i'm shah y woman uh on some and on facebook you can look up my website is shahmore.com.au i'm pretty much everywhere under shah Moore or ymag really Okay, that's great. <laughs> if you'd like to access the fan files valued at $200 per month and be part of Shah's world, please feel free to jump into the Feminescence movement. You'll find that on Facebook. So thanks for joining us today, Shah. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on as my guest and you've been so generous with your time and, and your offer um, and you've shared such a lot of insight with us. Uh, I look forward to um, seeing more from you and certainly hearing more from you in the future. So check out Shah's website at shahmore.com where you can find further details about all the good things Shah does in the world. If you'd like more information about Finesse Financial Advisors, please go to our website, www.finesseadvisors.com. And if you'd like an obligation-free discovery session with me, you can book on our website. Again, www.finesseadvisors.com. We'll drop all the contact details in the show notes, but feel free to email us at admin at finesseadvisors.com if you'd like to leave us any feedback. That brings us to a close today. Until next time, thank you, listeners, and thanks again, Shah. It's been tremendous speaking to you today. Thank you, Janine, for having me. Hope you enjoyed the show today and have some action steps you can take right now to get control of your money. Join me, Janine Wilson, next time for Finesse Your Money. Meantime, head to my website, www.finesseadvisors.com or email me at admin at finesseadvisors.com to claim a gift voucher for a discovery session with me valued at $150. Make sure you put gift voucher in the headline.